welcome to episode 36 of the Paul Norton podcast. Now, today's episode, I'm joined by an amazing, an amazing guest. Um, you'll always hear me talk about health and fitness in a different aspect. And I think mindset and mental health is so important when it comes to everyday life. Not just for, you know, fitness is not just about trying to stick to calories or trying to stick to your training plan. And I firmly believe you haven't got a good mindset. If your mental health isn't in check, trying to reach your goals, trying to improve your life is going to be that much harder. So today I'm joined by Nikki, who is the founder of Mind Health School, and she does everything to do with mindset. And it's this really was just an amazing podcast for me to listen back to, but also know it's going to help you understand things a whole lot more. So as always, I hope you enjoy. And remember, always, if you can, share the podcast, tell your friends. And if you need a help, message me or message Nikki, and we'll go from there. Have fun. So I guess, yeah, so I guess, first of all, um, it is amazing to have you on. And I suppose, rather than me talk about who you are, it'd be good if you could mention who you are and what you do. <laughs> yeah, of course. So thank you for inviting me on. Um, my name is Nikki. I am the founder of Mind Health School, which is an online education wellbeing platform for individuals and teams and we work globally so everything we do is online we have um, training programs courses and a membership that's really um, focused on helping people understand their mind what is mindset I guess is probably the biggest question what is what is mindset when when someone says like mindset what what how would you explain what mindset is um for me it's like the 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 place you operate from and the quality of your thoughts um everybody has been through so many different things in their life and especially you know um all of these different experiences and we've observed so much and all of that forms our mindset all of our experiences and and then that be- becomes your behavior Something that's it's yeah, mindset's only something that I only like understood like not even like six months ago. But it's so crazy. It's yeah, it's so crazy. Like when once you kind of like especially health and fitness, like a lot of people will like always focus on calories and like you know training and stuff, but to never focus on like mindset. And like the more I learn and do stuff like mindset, like to me is probably is more is bigger than like calories or any kind of training. It's so funny to me that, um, like, I've been doing this for such a long time now, and I don't realize that it's such a new topic for other people. So um, I'm turning 29 next month, and I think I've probably been working on my mindset, honestly, since I was like 19, 20. And it, it's just interesting to me. Isn't it funny how you think other people know what you know, but actually, like, it, it's not the case, right? <laughs> That's my mind telling me that everybody knows what I know. Definitely. And it's, it's, it's even like when you look at lockdown, like for me, like I'm able to manage how lockdown has been for me because, you know, I'm saying with you because I'm, like I've done so much study and I've had some like good coaches and some good mindset coaches and I, I'm able to like, see an emotional change around especially when it comes to like like how we perceive things and everything is like how we perceive it through a lens 
Mm, exactly yeah through I like that you brought that up so that's a little bit of NLP we all have this lens in which we see things and um it's very often not we don't see things for what what they really are we see things based on our mindset and our programming so this is why you can put two people in the exact same situation and they'll both have entirely different responses to that to that one thing it's the same thing but the way that they're experiencing that is different yeah so like and my big like my big thing now is like um it's trying to get my clients to like look at you know food for fuel because yeah. when we look at because when we look at like calories like just say right let's say fat, fat loss weight loss on off topic we bit you know that comes down to looks like calorie deficit but mm. if you're like in a bad mindset and a bad headspace like there's no way you're going to like um stick to any kind of deficit so my whole thing is like to well, my clients is have the mindset that you know like you work out to feel better you work out for mental health and then you can use like food for fuel and having that mindset then will help them like listen to a deficit a lot easier than someone that's focused on like calories 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 just that mindset shift yeah it is and it's also um you know this it, it's not just as simple as these are the foods that are going to fuel you and these are the foods that aren't because there's so many other factors to consider like pleasure like we all use food for pleasure and it's enjoyment and it's socializing and it's all of these other things but if you if you look back to like when we was growing up most of us weren't allowed to leave the table until we'd finished our meals and most of us were like limited to what like you can only have one of those and we weren't given the option to um you know like understand food it was more like we were just told you are you can or you can't do this so then it's no wonder that so many people um, have bad habits around food and, you know, are struggling with changing because it's been conditioned into them for such a long time that, um, you know, all of these different habits that we've all been brought up with. Just years. It's the same, same as like back, back in Ireland too. Like, like I suppose back in Ireland, like mindset people like are probably still, like if I said to my brothers, and they're not that much, they're only, my brothers, like I'm 31, 31 now jesus i'm getting old <laughs> but, like, but like my brothers are like 26 and 7 probably 26 mosses and if i mentioned mindset they probably he wouldn't have a notion what it is like and so many people are like that but i think that the more you can understand mindset like to me like having a like a good mindset is like it's the best tool you can ever own because you can literally turn situations on its head mm, yeah for sure um so uh, the way that i look at it is that um, I have this, I use a lot of analogies and um, there's an analogy that I use called the supermarket mindset. And it's that if I was to give you a list, if I was to give you a shopping list and I was like, These, this is the items that I buy from the supermarket this week, but I'd like you to go and get them. And, you know, you might go into the supermarket and some of these items on the list might not be your usual. So you might not know where they are. You, you might not know what aisle they're in. You might not even know what they are. Um, I think I said that twice where they are and what they are and so you wouldn't think twice about asking somebody in the shop to oh can you help me find this thing I've, I've never come across it before can you help me find it find it and that's exactly how our mind works so you know we'll go through different challenges and you might need to access different parts of you which you haven't accessed before and that's this is when like the emotions can start creeping in like the self-doubt or the insecurities or the 
anxiety or the depression or all of these things come up and we're like oh my god I'm broken oh my god like I need like what is wrong with me there's something wrong with me when actually you just need a little bit of guidance it's all in there there's no difference between me who's you know who who I would say I've got an an excellent mindset and place that I operate from compared to somebody else who has never done mindset training before ever but they are anxious and depressed and feeling really lost like the only difference between our minds is that I've found those places that I needed to find and the other person hasn't so this is available to everyone like just like the items in the supermarket are available to everyone but if you're going to find them or not depends on whether you're going to ask for help or not that that's a good analogy and i guess you mentioned like challenges like from like when when you look at challenges how would like for me like for me what do i see a challenge now is there's two ways you can do a challenge like a challenge you can accept it and you can like let it like grow you as a person or you can just sit there and let it kind of torture you because that's that's my approach to that when we look at when when i look at a challenge like it's it's there for reasons there to make me grow without challenges like you know, we're never really going to grow. So what would be your kind of views on challenges for people? Yeah, absolutely. Everyone's so scared of failure. Everyone's so scared of doing, making a mistake or doing something wrong. And like everyone, like, I know that this is something that I've struggled with, but it's like, we need to control things to like minimize the risk. Like we're scared to do things because what if, like, what if this happens? And so what, like, what if it does? I think that again, like we've been programmed to believe that mistakes are bad. And the truth is that we will learn 10 times more about ourselves in the, in the pit than we will in the peak. So if you can push yourself and, and make a mistake and make as many fuck ups as you want to make, keep doing it over and over, keep taking the lesson, making sure that you you learn the lesson though, like obviously not repeating the mistakes over and over because then that will become a pattern that you need to address. But learning from your mistakes each time and um and taking the lesson and implementing that so you can be a better person the next day. It's kind of like um it's kind of like you know if asking someone on a date isn't it like you know whether asking a guy or girl on a date is like people like I've never done it and I'm probably I've never done it this day but if I've done it then the second time it get better and better probably like last last week I done my first live on Instagram and to be fair like it was probably you know I was fairly nervous but then I'm gonna do one again after this and I'm a bit more I'm a bit more confident but it's like yeah. the thing about like suppose me is that confidence is like repetition and like I can, I can only fail like last week it could only like no one really cared like whether they're like no like no. my in my mind, it was like 12,000 people, like, what's going to happen? And the reality was, like, 10 people showed up out of 12,000, and, like, no one really cared. So I think a lot of stuff is that, as you said, we're conditioned to, like, ex- like looking at failure as a bad thing. Yeah, right. And and I, and it's funny that you – um, so you've recently done your first Instagram Live. And then, so how did you feel once you did it? Did you feel like this wasn't as bad as what I thought? Yeah, hundred percent. Like I was a bit yeah. nervous, and then obviously at the end, then it was like it wasn't as bad. Mm, yeah. So this is this is what our mind does. It plays tricks on us. It it tricks us into thinking the next step is a really scary step. And are you sure you want to do this because there's so much risk? But that's your comfort zone stretching. That's you. You know, you were operating from a place of safety at all times. Your 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 brain is there to protect you and to keep you surviving. So. But the, the problem is that our mind can't 
differentiate between real danger and a danger like doing a Facebook Live. Like fear is fear, regardless of whether your life's at risk or whether it's not. So the fear that you would have got, like, oh my God, like what if no one turns up or what if I've got... 1200 people watching me or 12,000 people whatever it is like your brain is is still going danger danger alert alert and it's the exact same response that if you was being chased by a tiger so it's the ability to go okay well what is the worst that could happen okay well I'm gonna like say something really stupid and maybe embarrass myself and then it's like okay well can I handle the worst case scenario yeah I probably can handle it and what's the best case scenario and this is the best case well would I would I like to do it or would I like to just not take action and then moving on from there you've got to be able to question the thoughts as it come up come, as they come up questions questions like asking yourself questions is like it's like having a grenade it's like you know it's like having an invisible cloak it's so powerful and I didn't realize until I had my life coach and um, it's like asking simple questions like just asking the question like what's the worst can happen like i do this thing with my clients is like it's called the ladder thing and like when my clients have like a bad situation i always say like just stop and just just write down like what's the worst possible scenario so i had a a girl client recently and like her partner was in hospital and he was a little bit sick and i got to write down the worst possible scenario and it was pretty horrific, like when you think with, with the worst possible scenario, but then as soon as she wrote it down and then went from 10 to 98, her worst possible scenario was obviously her partner would pass away. He was only at a bit of a, he had a kind of a pneumonia, which was quite serious. But when she wrote it down, she said it was hard to write it down, but then her stress just went instantly because she was able to write it down. And to me, like that's such a powerful thing to do. Yeah, writing things down is, is like therapy. If you think of like all of that, like uh, uh, there's just words and sentences and stories and things just whizzing around our head all day every day like it's no wonder people are overwhelmed it's no wonder people are stressed like people are managing a million things at once and you know it's business or work or kids or family or relationships or people who are sick and socializing like we've got a million things to think about and um you know our brains can't handle it they're not our brains are not made to focus on more than like one or two things at any one time so writing things down is literally giving your brain that that rest that or or even just acknowledging the thoughts it's like okay let's acknowledge this thought let's see where it can take this thought and then the thought will go and you'll you'll give your brain that relief that it needs everything's education isn't it like everything is you're like and when we look when you talk about the brain it's kind of mad because like so much of my clients will, you know, they will tell themselves that they crave chocolate and they crave sweets. But when you look at the science, like when you crave something, you don't actually crave, like no one is addicted to sugar, no one craves chocolate. Your body kind of, you know, it craves glucose. And because the brain, because like your body doesn't know the difference between a bar of soap and like your left shoe. But when you're, when you crave glucose, your brain then instantly is able to like tell you to write, go for the chocolate because it's that quick release of energy. Mm-hmm. But as soon as I can explain to people that, you know, you don't actually crave chocolate, you don't crave sugar, you crave glucose. So if you can like switch your trigger. So as soon as you feel that you have these cravings, well then set that trigger to go have some fruit or some nuts and then they kind of your whole system your whole mind rewires but mm. it just it's amazing how like your mind will go for will tell you that you're craving sugar you're craving chocolate but you're actually not 
Yeah, it's because we we we're programmed. So we are our subconscious mind is programmed. Our conscious mind learns. So our conscious mind learns that chocolate tastes really good and chocolate, you know, it learns all of that information, how it tastes and how it feels and all of that. And then it's stored in your subconsciousness. So in that programming is like linked to all of the habits and all of the behaviors and all of the information, you know. So when you are stressed and there's a link between stress and chocolate, your your mind's like, let's just go eat chocolate. Like this is the, this is what we do in this situation. So it's the programming that just pulls you back and it's just there to, it's your, your brain isn't doing it because it wants to sabotage you. It's doing it because that's what it's programmed to do because that's how you've programmed it. That's habits. That's why habits are so hard to break. It's fascinating, isn't it? But I suppose to to kind of backtrack a little bit. So how did you get into mindset? Like what was your whole drive towards mindset and what you do? Um, so I started to study mindset, like learn about it for myself. I never had any intention on helping other people with their mindset at all. It wasn't even in my thought process. Um, my mom gave me the book, The Secret, and she was like, read this book. And I was not a reader, so I didn't ever imagine myself reading it. And then I was on the train back to uni and I had the book with me. My phone died. So I was like, oh, I'll just read this book. Like I've got nothing else to do. And I was like, my head nearly fell off. <laughs> I was like, how is there this whole world of like knowledge or information that I have, like no one's mentioned to me before. And I was almost like annoyed. I was like, how, how has no one told me about this? And then um, I, I I really just started to read and I was around some really, um, really incredible people at the time. And I was learning a lot and I was watching a lot of people build online businesses. So like, you know, back then it wasn't, yeah, it was maybe like 1920. Like no one was really doing stuff like that back then. And um, I was just really fascinated by people who were, working for themselves and and like being successful and traveling the world and creating this incredible life and I was like I want to do that and how if I how do I get there like how do I do that and then so the mindset was always the mindset learning was always for me and then it um I went traveling and I came back and I had a parasite I was really unhealthy and then I was like I really want to I went to Asia and like, don't brush your teeth with the water and in Asia because you will get parasite. And I was really sick and, and I was like, how do I get myself better? So I was like looking into health and then um, I lost like two and a half stone in weight, um, which I'm not sure how many kgs, it's like two and a half dress sizes. Um, sorry, two dress sizes. And then, and then I studied nutrition I was like I want to help people do this I want to help people do what I've done and then I realized that when I was working with people in the UK and I was helping them lose weight no one was really talking about mindset and I was like well we can't really talk about health without addressing the whole thing like I need to know your mental health I need to know your emotional health and all of this but then it was it was a slow process like I worked with like one or two clients back in the UK and then I moved over here and I continued my studies so I did health coaching which was more holistic then I did life coaching and then moved into like NLP timeline therapy like different up skills from there so um yeah I just found humans fascinating <laughs> 
it's just so fascinating there's so much to learn and I just I just yeah it's 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 I think every client teaches me something new and I'm like okay like this I've learned like I've I learned from them as much as they learned from me yeah I think like mindset it just even for me it bothers, it bothers me like the more because it's just it's to me like it's the pinnacle of everything especially for me being like what I do helping females with like weight loss and fat loss but you know there's like for me like I see like I just see things differently there's so much like coaches out there like and they're all focused on the one thing but for me it's about like if I can help people like with their health and fitness and mindset like obviously I'm not a mindset coach but it's, it, it mixes so well but I think like mindset is just like another like one thing that my coach this week was saying to us is like that you know when someone is everyone's always trying their best like everyone is, is always trying the best for the tools they have so like you know you might have a friend who's been a real ass and just you know being a real dick but if you can look at it through the lens that you know they're trying the best with the tools they have like you'll never get annoyed you know like you see people on the train getting annoyed or you can see people like you know in traffic jams and stuff because they got road rage but if they had the view of like you know that person is just trying their best like with the tools they have it just makes you like it just takes so much pressure off your off your shoulders i think yeah absolutely i love that you said that i think that if you can operate from that place it makes forgiveness so much easier. Like you said, it makes you be, you're able to regulate yourself so much more. So, you know, people, people make mistakes. And sometimes when people make mistakes, it might have an impact on you. And it doesn't mean that that mistake was, you know, it was, it, it was targeted at you and it was a personal attack because most of the time that's not the case. And if you can look at it from that perspective and that this person's fucked up and it's hurt me in the process, but they didn't do it on purpose, it becomes a lot easier to handle compared to this person's purposely done this to upset me. Then it's heavy. Then you're going to create so much more collateral damage from that place. So, so yeah, operating from there is like, it's hard and and it's not always easy, but it, it's, you know, you can minimize how much, how much it impacts you in all the other areas. Exactly. I think that another the big thing that I learned as well, I'm not sure what your views is like, but I used to be always in the mindset that, you know, if I hung around with negative people, like they would make me like, and the reason I'm negative is because my friends are in a negative place. But now I realize that, you know, that really shouldn't affect me because if I'm, if I'm, if I'm feeling negative and blame other people, it means that I'm kind of leaving my own business to go into their business to kind of make me feel bad. And <laughs> one thing, one thing I've kind of learned is that if like, if I'm in, like if I got toxic friends or stuff that I feel are not in line with my values, I think it all comes down to values that rather than like me keep on being with that, that same friend group, I'll just cut them out of my life. And that's such a, a lot of, yeah. What, what's your views on that? I guess. I think it depends person to person. So I think that, um, and I also think it depends on what mental state you're in in the first place. So if you're in like a negative space and it's and it and it's detrimental to you, I think that being conscious who you surround yourself with is important. Um, because if you're going to be surrounding yourself with people who are also in a similar mindset, you're going to all remain in operating from that level like there's no one to pull you up so 
I think that it depends on what your starting point is. But if you're someone like yourself and you've been working on your mindset for a long time and you're in a good place and, um, you know, there is other people around you who aren't necessarily at the level that you're at and at the, um, like operating from a place where you are, um, look, like we can, relationships don't always have to be um, something in which you, you know, we, we can we can get different things from different relationships is what I'm trying to say. And I think that this is like a huge one for family. So, you know, if you do adopt the mindset in which it's like, I have to cut everybody off who, who are, or like not spend time with people who aren't in the same mindset as me, is that going to be detrimental to you as well? Because does that include family members? And like, where do you draw the line? So for me, I think that I like to just be conscious where I spend my energy, conscious where I spend my time, but also like I know that if I'm in a, if I walk into a room and everyone's operating from a really low level, that's my opportunity to, to show others that there's another way. And if I can do that and if I can have that impact and allow that to, to undo that without it damaging my energy, then that's what that's what I can do and that's that's the whole point right so we we can learn about ourselves and then show other people how to do this as well so what's energy as far as what do you describe how do you how would you describe energy um so we all have an energetic frequency that we will um we we can add to and we could subtract to so um you know, some people might not believe this and that's okay. This is just my beliefs. It doesn't mean this is right or wrong. This is just what I believe. Um, and, you know, we can, we, how do I describe it? We can, we can choose, like we can choose where we want to operate from with our energy levels. And if we want to choose drama, negativity, bitchiness, um, like low vibrational things that just make you feel really heavy and um that for me is like operating from a really like low energetic place whereas if you want to choose gratitude and compassion and hopefulness and strength and resilience and um positivity and all of these things it's it's a really high back frequency place like it's your energy is going to be in a in great and amongst those two places you you can tell just from the words that I use like which one's going to bring you anxiety sadness anger grief guilt shame and which one's going to bring you happiness joy contentment fulfillment you know so energy is what you choose and for me it's like the most important thing like I'm so conscious of my energy 100 percent like uh, you know what you focus on will grow and mm -hmm. i think that saying is like i've got friends in that in like in back home and they're saying like geez lockdown how are you finding it and i says it is what it is every time i yeah. said it is what it is that's my response because like i don't i don't even know what's going on in sydney i like nothing changes because i have like we all have like a vision we, like no matter whether we've got five kids or six kids or ten kids or no kids we all have some sort of a vision like we all have values like what we want to do I think like, a, I think for me personally is that a lot of people like they just don't really know what the values are because 
it all comes back to as I said before is like what we're engraved like what we're what we're what's engraved in our mind is like you know society blueprint you have to get married at you know 30 you have to have kids at 35 you have to buy a house at 35 and you have to settle down whereas I think no one really knows what their values are I didn't know what my values were until about 11 months ago I didn't know what was going on and I remember I had a mentor when I first got, I got stuck in Australia about 15 months ago, 14 months ago. So I was a PT in the gym floor, like for about in New Zealand for maybe five, six years, a really good PT, a good business. And then went home for a wedding, a wedding like last March, then flew back, I was flying back to New Zealand with my ex-girlfriend at the time, or ex-girlfriend now, yeah, girlfriend at the time, ex-girlfriend now. And we were flying back, we were flying back to New Zealand and then we stopped in Australia to get the plane to New Zealand. But then we found out that the borders were closed. So like there was in the middle of a pandemic. So then the only choice was that either I had to make a choice to why, you know, obviously she was panicking. She just, her mind was going hundred miles an hour. Whereas I had to make the choice to like, do I stay in Australia or do I go back home to Ireland with her? So I made that choice then to stay there. And then from that, then I was able to, you know, I was out of my comfort zone because I was stuck in Australia all by myself. I had a backpack. I had, I had no job, no business. I had not, nothing, no podcast, no nothing. And I had to kind of, kind of, you know, start to build from scratch. And then um, I remember I hired a mentor, Mark Coles at the time, and we had our first call, like, and his first call was all about values. And it all came back to like, to, to my mom's, so my mom passed away about 10 years ago. And I remember he asked me the question, he goes, um, why are you grateful that your mum passed away? And that question just like, it was it hit me like a train. I didn't know what to think. It was like, I, did, I wanted to strangle him over Skype. But then the more I kind of talked through, then I was able to get that pinpoint that situation and then slowly like find things to be grateful for. And then if I look back now, because of my mum passed away, you know, it's a horrific time, but because of that, it's helped me to where I am now. And me being, me being, going through that situation when she was younger when I got stuck in Australia it was all linked back to you know that kind of challenges all kind of linked back and then from that then is where obviously my values then was helping females like my mum not go through her struggles and weight loss so I think like for me like a lot of people don't really understand don't really have their values you know in line with their vision yeah wow that's I, I love that well that's a huge story and it's interesting how kind of links into what we were saying earlier in that we we when we're in times of challenge we learn so much more about ourselves and like you said you was in that position where you had to make a decision do I stay or do I leave and you you made the decision and you you and now how long ago was that uh last March of what uh March April May June yeah, so similar to me like eight, it's 18 months Probably, yeah, 14, I think like 14 months. Yeah, 14 months maybe. So so you've created all of this from, like you said, nothing. And no one made you do that. You took you, that your, it was your mind, your mindset that managed to take you from this place of like nothing to where you are today. And so many people would have given up. Like so many people would have been like, this is too hard, I'll just go home. Yes, yeah, it's, it's funny, isn't it? But I suppose all, yeah, back then, like it was just, yeah, it's funny that I was always, I always had a probably good mindset, but then I suppose it's only the last like couple of months that, you know, I've 
I know my values are like, I, I don't know if you had it like Dr. John Martini, um, but he, Dr. Martini does the values factor and he's an amazing book, like about everything. But for me, like it was just getting my values. And because like, because I have my values, like, you know, I look up every day and I look up at my board and I've got a picture of my mom there and like, I've got a massive whiteboard. So like when I wake up, like my value is that I want to help females like not struggle with weight loss what she went through so because i have that fire that vision means that when people say to me you know all covid or lockdown i say it is what it is because if i focus on like the news if i focus on what gladys is doing if i focus on like everything that's not working like i'm just going to be in a massive stomach and that's what i find with a lot of my like ladies is that so that's your energy like exactly what you just said there if you focus on all of these other things your energy is going to be scattered you're going to be exhausted you're going to be stressed anxious all of these things like that's the energy that i was mentioning earlier when you bring it all together and you focus on one thing then you can channel it and you can turn it into something great it's unreal isn't it it's like i i always i always say that if i get if i walk out in the street and i get knocked over by a bus if i break my two arms two legs i'll be grateful because I have a choice to be like, be an arsehole and hate the world or I can look at it as an opportunity. And I can, and I say this to my clients is that if I break my two arms, two legs, what's the, what's the benefit? And I, and I say like, I'm grateful because then it gives me more time to probably study. It means that it gives me more time to be flexible somehow with broken as broken legs. You know, <laughs> it could give me, give me more time to do more live videos, more Zoom calls, more like just more online stuff. So there's always, no matter what situation is, it could always be worse. And the biggest thing for me is like that, you know, if something happens, like it happens for a reason. Like my yeah. mum passing away was horrific. But when I look back at now, everything happened for a reason, like breakups, you know, me getting stuck in Australia, me, you know, me meeting Ryan at James Smith's tour and then Ryan knows you and then we connected together. So everything, it's nuts how everything is like intertwined and linked. I think it's, it's amazing once you have that kind of mindset. Yeah. Absolutely. I love that. And and it is crazy. And I think that everything does happen for a reason. And we get a choice whether we're going to be a victim of our story or we're going to use our story to fuel us. And, you know, some people do and some people grasp that and, and do it very well. And some people don't and will never grasp it. And anybody who's listening to this, like you get to choose which you're going to be. You're going to be a victim or you're going to use your story to fuel you. When you when you say like story, can you explain like what you mean? I think that's really that's something that Paul Mort always talks about is like story. Can you explain like um that whole concept of like telling yourself a story? Yeah, so we all create these stories. Like we all, our mind is a story creating machine, and it will create and create and create stories all day long if you allow it to. So we have stories about ourselves. We have stories about situations and events. So, for example, if um, you know I text somebody and they didn't text me back within two hours or they read my message and I got two blue ticks and I don't hear from them for 24 hours my brain will create a story and it might be like this person's angry with me what have I done what have I said who have they spoke to what if this person has said that like we'll create a story and you know if you're not aware of this you will believe the stories and it's the belief that you attach to the stories that you create which becomes a problem so 
everything, all everything that I do, my work is helping people remove these stories that they've created. So the only difference between a confident person and an unconfident person is the story that they've told themselves, whether they're able to do something or not. There's nothing about the ability, it's about the story that they've told themselves. The only difference between somebody who believes they're worthy and somebody who's got no self-worth at all is the story. And, you know, we create stories all day long about real things, about imagined things, and you have to be aware of that. If you're not aware of how your brain creates these stories, you're gonna get pulled in and sucked in, you're gonna start believing them and they're gonna ruin your life. basically <laughs> what's the biggest thing you think like what's the biggest thing that a lot of people um find so hard to kind of get a grasp on with day to day life the biggest thing so um i do a lot on beliefs like a lot of my a lot of my group coaching is around beliefs as well because i think a lot of us struggle with limiting beliefs and some people might understand that term and some people might not but basically um i kind of imagine it like so this water bottle here if i fill this water bottle we're gonna the water bottle is gonna get full and then there's it's got a capacity it's got a limit the, the it, this is full we can't fit anything else in but human beings are not like water bottles we don't have a capacity we don't have a, a limit where it's like this is full so any limits that you're experiencing or that, or that you're feeling, so whether it's, I can't do that, I'm never going to be able to earn this amount of money, I'm never going to be able to create a business that's, um, that allows me to live the life that I want, I'm never going to be able to help people do this, I'm never going to be able to create this product, whatever it is, or like even like I'm not worthy of love, I'm not worthy of a relationship that makes me feel amazing, I'm not worthy of these people whatever limit you've put your whatever you're experiencing is a limit that you've applied on yourself nobody else has done that for you you've done that so whatever you're choosing to believe whatever stories you're choosing to believe and whatever limits beliefs about yourself again is a choice based on the stories that you've told yourself so we're not like water bottles we don't have a capacity we don't have a limit you've just chosen that you you do that's um, really insightful. And from from like off that, then again, leading the same thing, how would you like help people? Because I get this on a day-to-day basis. And uh, when I talk to people who might look for coaching and, you know, they always have to go ask permission of their other halves. And that's fair enough. But how, like, like, how would you be able to like explain to someone like that? You are your own person that, you know, because a lot of people will, you know, in relationships, they might rely on someone else or they might rely on friends or family. How do you, like, that's the big thing for me is that in past relationships, I was probably always trying to, you know, rely on that person for, like, you know, for support and for confidence or praise. And then I was also probably always trying to change that person and, like, a known for myself. And now, like, my mindset's changed completely is that, like, I if I'm dating someone, whatever, like, maybe that rather than me like supporting them i realize that i also have to challenge them too because if you're always supporting someone and if you're not giving someone challenge they, they kind of can't grow and vice versa if i'm if i'm always expecting support they have to happen to like people will you know they love getting praised by their partners and then all of a sudden they might get a little bit of negative feedback and the whole world turns around them whereas my mind is that i like a healthy relationship to me is like 
is challenge but an equal amount of support as well kind of that that fine balance mm. yeah there's a few different ways that I was thinking that I could answer this question I think this doesn't really answer your question but it just came to me and I learned this very early on um never ask somebody for advice or for their opinion if they're not in the place where you want them to be and that would vary between ta- like areas of your life so if you're going through a bad patch with in your relationship don't ask all of your friends for their advice if they're not in relationships that you value if they're in toxic relationships you don't ask them for advice on relationships because how, how can they advise you when they're they're not in that position you know if you've got a business idea maybe don't speak to your friends about it if they don't have if they haven't launched an idea of them set their own um so make sure that you're you're really intentional about who you're asking the questions to like where are you getting your information from and it doesn't really answer your question but it kind of does at the beginning but um what you just said there around um needing kind of validation from other people like needing support that again comes down to probably like your programming and what you've been used to growing up but I think the thing to remember is that we, our loved ones don't always know what's best for us. Like we've been led to believe that they do, but they don't. Like, do they want the best for us? Yes. Do they know how we can get there? No, not not always. And I was thinking about this earlier. Like if I'd have listened to like my friends and family, like not all of them, but some of them, when I wanted to start my business, like I'd just done seven six years studying to be an events manager and then left uni and was traveling up and down the UK like working on some incredible events I worked at Ministry of Sound I worked on like hundreds and hundreds of weddings and worked in some of the most amazing venues in the UK and then I was like I'm going to be a coach (laughs) and so like obviously people were like what but like no one can see what you can see no one has the vision that you have so it doesn't matter what anyone else if if every single person in the world tells you not to do something but you still still feel like doing it that's your choice like you you have the vision nobody else can see what you can see so just believe in yourself trust in yourself trust the process and just find somebody that can that can that can hold your hand along the way yeah i think i think we spoke with and i think we spoke with this on the call a few weeks ago i was like like a lot of people I think, oh, I've got um I've got so much in common with this person. No, we like ice cream, we like the beach, but I think like having stuff in common is very materialistic. If you I think for me it's like having your values in line. Like I think if you like we all have like we all have values and I think like if when we look at if you're looking at mindset and relationships, for me anyhow, what I've learned is that like having things in common is fantastic, but that's not like that's not really true. If you can have like the same kind of values in line with someone like that's a good way to be what would be your two pence on that yeah absolutely as you were saying that I was kind of like um, thinking about my values and yeah I think that you you're so right but I think that for I kind of look at it a little bit differently I think that um because I've been working on my mindset for so long, I have I've 
I was like 23 and none of like I was traveling to the US to Vegas up and down the country in England to listen to scientists and speakers and to listen to people who would like authors and I went and listened to Mel Robbins and Professor Stephen Peters and all these incredible people who would who, who were incredible in their career but none of my friends were doing that at that time and I had I think I just had this knowing in that like it was like, I don't need to speak about this with, with my friends. Like it wasn't, I wasn't like, you guys need to be listening. I just was like, it's okay. Like, this is just what I want to do. And then just not into it. So that's okay. And, you know, I think it's, if we're going to come down to like values and how in alignment our values are with the people around us, like specifically like your partner, I think that you get to make that choice if, you if that person is valuable enough in your life that you are able to overlook any differences in your values because the thing that about values which no one really talks about is that they change over time so what's valuable to you now was not valuable to you when you was five years old like when you was five years old you weren't thinking about anything apart from like kid stuff and then, you know, what your values are now might be different to 12 months time. Like, I don't know if you're in a relationship now, but like your relationship status might change and you might, you know, things change. So your values change. So um, values are values are, are, are great and they're, they're a great place for us to operate from. And I think that with my clients, I make every single one of them do like a huge deep dive into their values and we'll create value statements around what that word means to you. But I think that you get to choose. That's what it comes down to. You get to choose. I just waffled them for a long time, didn't I? <laughs> no, it's, good. It's, it's so true though. It's good, to, it's good to hear like from your, it's good to hear from your point of view. And yeah. I guess you mentioned there about um, like validation, but how would you like help people get like around, like, you know, people are saying nasty comments or coworkers that, you know, try to drag you down or, cause I'm probably the same as that, as that, you know, I was farming for years back home and then it was project manager in jobs in New Zealand. And then when I became a PT, like everyone, my friends laughed at me, like they all just laughed and, you know, laughing. I was a, I was a joke, and I was a loser, and I was a waste of space because I've gone from like farming to, to, you know, being this, and like everyone was just like, you know, um, had something to say about it. So how would then you then get around that? Like, how would you change your mind shift into not caring what people think? I think that when you're so confident in who you are comments like that don't matter. So if someone's saying a comment to you and it's triggering you, it's not about them. It's not about who they are, it's about you. You need to ask yourself, why is this triggering me? What, what is this showing up for me? And do the work that way. So uh, like I was on a training with Matt Kammer, who's a, an incredible coach. He does a lot of shadow work. And we talk about shadows that like our shadow is what follows us around and we don't necessarily ever like pay attention to it. It's just follows, follows us around. And it, it's like the dark side of us that we don't really ever look at. And um, 
why was I going with this? What was you just saying a second ago? Um, our negative comments. Oh yeah, so he was like, um, what other people think of you will only trigger you if you believe them too. So if I called you a purple elephant, if I was like, I'll call you such a purple elephant, you would be like, what are you talking about? What does that even mean? I'd be like, I think you're a purple elephant. And you'd be like, okay, whatever, cool. Whereas if I was like, I think that you um, have a huge ego, you would be like, well, I don't know how you'd feel about that, but like you might, it might trigger something in you. If someone said to me like, oh, I don't think your training was that good yesterday. Um, it might trigger something in me where I'm like, oh my God, like it might, if I, if I wasn't confident in myself and I wasn't comfortable in my own skin, it might make me question. Whereas the other side of that is that you can hear the people have their opinions on you and you get to explore that and you get to go, okay, so what was it about my training that you didn't like about, that you didn't like? And you get to hear their comments and listen to it from a place of, no I'm actually interested like tell me like what parts you would like me to do differently and then you get to analyze that and, and decide is this something that I want to take on board or not like for you if I was to call say that I think you have a big ego I don't think that by the way I was just using that as an example and you was to go okay well can you tell me more and I could go well when I did this you said this or when I when this happened you did this and you can go okay well and then you get to choose am I going to listen to this information or am I not but as soon as you start operating from a place of um, taking everything personally, again, comes back to your energy. You may as well, like, it's literally like you've undone the plug hole and all of your energy is just going to be drained and you're going to be zapped. That's nice to call me a proper elephant. Thanks. <laughs> but, <resonate> with that? <laughs> <laughs> but I guess like, um, yeah, I guess like, there's no... There's no negative without positive, there's no bad without good. That's probably something that I'm really big on is like you mm-hmm. can't expect positive feedback without negative feedback and you can't expect like good days without bad days. And to my mind, chef, my mindset is like that. There's always going to be negative days and always going to be bad days. And there's always going to be like more bad days and negative days. What's how you look at negative days. So I think we said like last week, if you can look at bad days, like um, improvement days and like are good days as improvement days bad days as learning days then it's like every day is a neutral day and you're always learning yeah <laughs> i love that so much there's no such thing really as bad and good no. there isn't and it just comes down to like whether whether you allow something that happened that challenged you to to become bad or do you see it as a positive there's positives in everything exactly there is and there's that's there's always like there's and no matter what happens always a positive there's like every like i got locked out of my house last week and then um, <laughs> i've now got i've now got like four sets four sets of spare keys four sets anyhow i got locked out and it is what it is like you know to be fair the the positive was that you know i got to make, make write a good email i got to make some funny stories i got i now have like four sets of keys and you know was, there was a funny story and i guess like then last week I got told Is that because you've locked yourself out four times? Uh twice now, yes. Now I've got a four sets of keys and it's crazy. I actually don't know yet. I actually don't again yet uh, Friday. No, 
Monday, I locked myself out of the house again. So I four sets of keys and I left them at home. So then I had to, I actually gave a friend the spare set of keys. So I had to go, go, oh go the whole, whole way to get the spare keys. That's five times. But it was a positive. But I guess the biggest thing like last week was that I got told that I have to, I'm, I have to, I'm being evicted. So like I'm only in this house recently. I'm, I'm being told I have to move out. And a lot of people will look at it as a such a stressful time. It's like, you know, have to move out. But to me, like it is what it is. And you know, there's no really, there's no really negatives. The only negative is that I, I have to move and like pay extra rent. But then the positives outweigh, like the positives of me moving means that you know probably a good email. I'll be able to have like a quieter house that's not on the main road. So like mm-hmm. every situation that I face, I always make a positive. Like there's mm-hmm. always some sort of it. Same as you. There's probably there's not one day that you're like, oh, this is like just a really crappy day. Yeah, I think, yeah, I love that. And I also think it is important to acknowledge that, um, you know, we do get to feel like some things can be stressful and some things can feel anxious. And sometimes we can be sad and feel guilt and feel shame and feel all of these things. Like we get to feel like we are biological humans. We have feelings. So there's things that you just can't always positive your way out of. And it can become quite toxic when you are like just always trying to be positive because you're essentially like bypassing your emotions and your emotions are there to teach you. So if you can get really good at just listening to your body, tuning in, hearing what your body's saying, like your body sends 10 times more messages to your mind than the other way around. Your mind doesn't control your body, your body controls your mind. And so that's something which is really important to remember because we feel emotion in our body. Our mind is just aware of it. So, um, you know, you are going to get thrown challenges and you do get to feel how that feels and you do get to experience that, but you also get to choose how long it's going to create an issue for you. So just like you said, you've, you've been evicted, like that's great. And, you know, great that you can adopt that mindset where you're like, okay, like this is a challenge, but I'm going to look positive through it and move on. Some people might not be able to do that immediately, but that's okay. Like it's okay that you can't do it immediately. But the point is that, how 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 long or how much more damage are you going to let that one thing create in your life so you know some people might be like I'm getting evicted and then they might get to work and then they might have got given another project and it's like oh now I've got another project and then oh now I've got to do this and like it's one thing after another but you know, if you hadn't been evicted, would all of these things have been as big as what they seemed because you've allowed it to spill over? So, you know, you get to feel, feel things, feel how that feels, and then choose how long am I going to allow this to impact me? How, um, what's your, like, so the big thing you probably is like how you, like, how you speak to yourself, the likes, you know, like, the likes of when you say like, you know, I have to, you know, I have to go for a walk compared to like, I will go for a walk. How important, like powerful is that? Like how you, how you speak to yourself? Oh, it's the, the most important thing. Like the most important thing. If you are telling yourself something's shit and, and, and you can't be bothered and this is going to be the worst ever and I have to do this and it's going to feel like a chore. But if you tell yourself, I get to do this or, um, you know, I'm excited to do this. I'm looking forward to doing this. 
you are going, it's going to feel lighter. So I have a rule with my clients where we say, um, because most of my clients come to me and they talk to themselves like a piece of shit on the floor and they aren't very nice themselves. And when we start acknowledging and understanding these thoughts, the rule is if you wouldn't say it to a child, you don't say it to yourself. And the other day I actually got my client to say out loud the things that she was saying about her her younger self so her younger self had made some mistakes or has gone through some challenges and she was saying like I'm a fucking idiot she kept saying I'm a fucking idiot and I was like tell me why I was like let's like I want you to tell me why and I actually got her to close her eyes and imagine her younger self sat in front of her and I was like, visualize how what you what you're wearing, what you look like, what you sound like. And I was like, now tell her. And she couldn't. And so, like, that was like a bit of a wake-up call, I think. I was like, if you're gonna keep talking to yourself like this, like you can't even say it out loud now because now you've you've made it real. So, you know, that just that there's so much emotion that's carried in these words that you don't actually realize. So basic rule if you wouldn't say it to a child you don't say it to yourself yeah it's so true it's like it's it's again it's something i've learned like so much like rather than me even like simple things like for what i do is like rather than saying like i need to go for a walk it's like i am going to go for a walk because it's like as well if you like if you say like you know i am sad if you if you give yourself the identity like you're going to kind of feel that way yeah exactly and it but for me it's like I, I, what, I can't remember what you said, I need to go for a walk or it's like, I can go for a walk or I could go for a walk. So like could and should, we can swap those words around. Like if someone said, oh, you should be doing this, your response is, I could be doing that, but I'm chosen to do this. So could and should can definitely be swapped and I need to or can do can definitely be swapped. Do you need to do it or can you do it? And then it becomes lighter. Exactly. There's just so much stuff. I think like everyone is so like everyone is so busy. There's so much stuff on social media. So much like, and we're not actually that busy. Like we we think we're busy. Like even for me, like like we think we're busy, but I think a lot of stuff like big things for me is like having lists. Like I send out my clients like diaries when they sign up, and like I want to get them to do lists. Like overwhelm like comes from like just not really having the plan. So for me, like having lists and stuff, and just if you have a list like your life and a bit more structure like your everything just goes out a little bit easier and you're probably a big fan of like doing journals too aren't you yeah huge so we were kind of touching it earlier but um your mind doesn't actually think in full sentences you'll just get like random words and it seems like we're like thinking in full sentences but have you ever like had something really clear in your mind but then you're trying to articulate it and it's not coming out you ever been like that has that ever happened to you Where yeah. you're like, I, can't, I can't explain this but like but you, you it's in your head you can you can hear it but you can't explain it so yeah. we don't think in full sentences we just get random little bits of information and our brain's trying to make sense of it all so when we write things down and we make it real it becomes un- easy to understand and when things are easy to understand our brain's got direction so lists are incredible journaling is incredible and, um, you know, when my clients come to me, I don't like, yes, I give them, I, I share theories and models and, 
and I share I share information with them but I don't tell them anything about themselves because how do I know like I'll ask them questions so I'll be like okay so um can you tell me when you when this happened or can you tell me how this applies to you or can you tell me the very first time you experienced judgment or can you tell me a time when you felt really confident and then we'll get information from them with questions questions are very powerful and then we'll we'll use that information to to understand how we can move forward so if if you're journaling and you have got something like like you're feeling anxious for example why don't you just start with how am I feeling today I'm feeling anxious then the next question when do I remember not feeling anxious and you could be like I didn't feel anxious when I got into work what was the turning point for me to feel anxious oh well I think it was maybe when I got this email when I got this text message and what was it about this text message that's triggered me and then you get to create create some information and with information we can make change so journaling is like a little therapy session with yourself powerful stuff like it's just it's so simple isn't it simple but good but i guess um before we kind of go what be your like what be your biggest like top three tips you can give to anyone listening to this about mindset and everything top three tips um i wish i prepared for this <laughs> Quick um, you can learn so much information from books and I would highly recommend I know you've got a lot of female listeners I would highly recommend called you are highly recommend a book called you are a badass by Jen Sincero um, I'd highly recommend chimp paradox by professor Stephen Peters and I would highly recommend the untethered soul by who was the untethered soul by Michael A Singer and they're all three really different books we can learn so much from books um and free resources like podcasts as well um i would say that your mindset again what i said at the beginning your mindset is a supermarket and if there's something that you're you're struggling with right now it's not because it's not available to you it's because you don't have the tools you don't know where in your mind to access this information so if there's something you're struggling with and you feel like you're broken you feel like you can't be fixed or whatever it's not that it's not there it's not that this is is isn't available it's just that you need some help and some guidance to get there so that's really key and i think that most of my clients have been to another therapist or another coach previous to me and you know if that's you and you have been to somebody before maybe you've been to a few people before and you've not had the results that you want whether it's mindset or fitness or health whatever don't give up like it's not it's not that it's not available to you it's just you haven't been able to ask the right person like sometimes when we're in calls we ask somebody to help us find something they tell you they haven't got it but they have it's just they didn't know where to find it so we get to pull on all of these different expertise of all of these different people and don't give up on yourself. And number three, I think that you touched on it really well earlier, but your values, like they're so important. If you can understand your values, you can, you know, um, you can understand really who you are at your core. And when you understand who you are, people's, other people's comments and other people's shit isn't going to bother you anymore. That's amazing. That was really good. I guess the last thing is where can people find you if you want to get in contact? 
you can all find me on Instagram. Um, my so mind health school or I post a lot of coaching um, information on my personal Instagram which is Nikki officially and we are launching a new podcast called school your mind um, in September and yeah uh, so uh, Spotify Apple pods we're going to be on YouTube as well or Instagram Facebook anywhere everywhere amazing <laughs> taking over and that's good thanks for coming on it was really good to have a chat and i know like it's, it's going to really help so much people just just good it's just good to like just talk and yeah mice and all that kind of stuff it is thanks for having me easy peasy see you soon adios <laughs>